no, no pundit on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the 40-yard switch. It's been a week of uh, quite massive and high-profile upsets. Chelsea were smashed. United uh, went out of the pool, went out of the bag, should I say? And Newcastle took it to the champions. And also, Spurs beat Wolves. What an upset that was! <laughs> I'm not too sure on that one. But, uh. <laughs> ah, I joke, I joke, I kid. As always, uh, I'm Jasper Woodson. Alongside me is the ever-dependable Co- Wilbur Kudelux. How are you, how, how are you mate? <laughs> I'm going well. I'm I going was going well. so strong with that intro until I'm, I stumbled I'm, there. I'm very happy. I'm very happy with the United result. Yeah. As I'm sure <laughs> all of our loyal listeners are well aware. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a start there. It was a... Uh, maybe not out of the blue but definitely surprising uh and uh, if you're a united fan or a united sympathizer like yourself um uh a happy day <laughs> yeah i think yes yeah, so surprising that it that it caught liverpool off guard i think that they'd obviously come to old trafford i mean that um united haven't beaten them i don't think since 2018 um, and obviously, in recent times, they've just come to Old Trafford and run riot. And yeah, they United rocked up, and Liverpool didn't, especially in the first half. United were just by far the better team, especially in the first like twenty-five, thirty minutes. And yeah, got got the the reward for it, but it it, it could have been more with that longer chance as well. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, um, Liverpool, while missing key players still needed a reaction from the key players that were still in the team like you see van dyke just not engaging for the first goal um and you see you know salah almost barely barely existent in the first in the first half um and yeah and so you and you sort of and also trent um as well not to rag on him continuously but again he was he was a, li- a little uh, probably quite poor in the first half being beaten by a langer a handful of times mm-hmm. struggled with rashford when rashford pulled out to the left as well uh, so yeah all the like, by no means is you know trent a veteran at this stage but because you know he is still so young but he is also he's been in this team consistently for t- three four years now and salah and van dyke obviously are veterans so yeah like the key the key players that were fit didn't didn't stand up and, t- and um, Salah looked Salah looked better in the second half as did Trent but um, Van Dijk uncharacteristically poor from him um, but yeah you, hats off to United they they capitalised on what was a, a poor showing from Liverpool uh, and uh, showed like maybe Liverpool could have got away with a sort of poorish showing like that in maybe last season against you last season's United, but not this season's United and especially not United under a manager who would demand a response to like to last week's result. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I think it's also worth like those players you mentioned were bad, but I think Milner was off the pla- oh, yeah. was off the pace. Also Henderson at the second goal was just absolutely woeful. And 
didn't do much apart from that either. I, the reason I don't single out Milner is because he's not a starter for that. He's yeah. he's one of the players who's come in for a player, and by no means does that give him a free pass. But I feel like the players. I I, I mentioned the the first three players first because those guys, the nailed on starters, the guys who would be in Liverpool's best team. Henderson, yeah, probably is still in Liverpool's best team. And I thought he, he was having an okay game, but yeah, like that was a horrible error for the second goal. Uh, and yeah, he like while he while he had a had a perfectly fine game like helping Liverpool recycle the ball, he didn't do a whole lot in terms of driving them forward. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I, I think another very interesting thing from from this fixture as well was um Something that we've been talking about a lot, potentially a bit more off air, but um, probably on air as well, to be honest. But yeah, just United rotating players um, and players that they've kind of consistently been signing for a very long time, but rotating players when they're not playing well. So Luke Shaw didn't get a start, Harry Maguire didn't get a start, and Fred, Fred and Ronaldo and Ronaldo yeah of course yeah yeah um and yeah the, the players that came in for him were amazing that's talk, talk about Salah not having a great game Malassia was very good like obviously you're still gonna get beaten at times against a player like Mo Salah but yeah he was amazing um yeah the partnership of uh Martinez and Varane was looked very good and Martinez in particular was like colossal it was it was so good yeah Martinez and Varane chalk and cheese to Maguire and Lindelof of days yeah. gone by yeah yeah I thought yeah that that was huge and it's it's very good to see yeah I, I do just think that is something we've been saying for a long time like you need to even when they're such high profile players like Maguire when they play as bad as they did against Brentford they need to be moved out of the team and it's, it's like it's for their good as well like you know next time he gets a start he needs to make sure that he gets it right otherwise yeah yeah you're not good enough to be playing for united yeah and it's a ruthlessness that united have lacked probably all of during all of ollie's tenure yeah exactly so um yeah it's 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 definitely what you want to see as a united fan is is accountability uh, players being held accountable and and a manager that picks based on merit yeah, form. Yeah. But yeah, I thought Malassia was fantastic, and we literally said it on the podcast last episode. We were like, chuck him in there, like he can't be worse than Shaw, and he was by far better than Shaw. Yeah, and also like, like I guess we also said I think off air that like, you can't take too much stock in like the one report that said when Malassia came in that he was miles better than everyone in training. Well, like you can kind of believe it a little bit now. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, I think we were saying that last week. Hey, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it's interesting hearing those training reports. But yeah, you definitely saw it on game day. Yeah, it was good. So, but one thing we also said off air is um, we say a lot off air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do say that. We said it off off air a lot. Uh, um, is that while this is very good for United, uh, it's one game, and they, yeah. it, they it need it needs to be an extended uh, run of games because it's like like Chel- like we're going something we're going to touch on soon. Chelsea played amazingly against Tottenham last weekend and then look how quick your fortunes can change. Yeah. I think I think something that I would say on that though is like I think that they've sort of been in the dark for a while, United. They've been playing terribly. The media hounds them, but it doesn't hound them, but you know, you play United, so the media is always going to be on your case. Mm. But like you know, by the same token, it can change so quickly. And 
the like that performance and result against a team like Liverpool, I think like can change it a lot. Mm. Like you just give them that glimpse of, of of what it can be like, and you get those new players into the team. You can start building momentum, especially with some players coming in that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, do you see them going away to Southampton next week and getting another win? It's very hard, it's very hard to say. I can, I, I feel like my first my first thought when I you know finished watching that game and I looked at who they had next week I saw Southampton away it just seems like the type of game that they'd go to and stumble at but yeah I don't know not a great answer but (laughs) I suppose it could go either way I can definitely see it going poorly but maybe that's the United of old that we're used to and hopefully you know under 10 Hag they've got a bit more resolve how do you see it going? I think they win Uh, especially if they bring if Casemiro is signed sealed and is in as is trains this week has been training this week and then plays um there's definitely and something i'll touch on later with arsenal uh there's definitely something in signing winners and he's a winner like if you look at some of their it kind of made me think the other day if you look at some of the big profile signings that haven't necessarily performed that well recently harry Maguire, not historically a winner came from hull city and leicester uh bruno fernandez one with sporting the league, but like, you know, like is is a winner to a degree, but like also has had moments when the chips were down in the past year where you sort of struggle to see that sort of desire in him. Then Luke Shaw as well came from straight from Southampton, has has, has had, kind of has that lack of a little bit of desire. And then and there's probably like one or two other players, but like I feel like signing... There's heaps, there's heaps. Yeah, heaps. Um, signing Casemiro... And potentially Anthony. Anthony's a seasonal winner. He's been winning since... Like he's been at Ajax, what, two, three years now? He's won the league every year. Uh, Casemiro need, doesn't need to be said how, how much he's won. Um, and I don't, and again, you bring these players and you also bring in a manager who's had experience making Champions League semifinals, who's, had, who's won the league six years in a row. He's been at Ajax. Conver- like conversely, against Oli, who never won anything in his in at for Cardiff or Mulder when he'd been managing. Yeah. So it's like I think it definitely there's a lot of stake you can take in bringing in serial winners to change the sort of outlook in the dressing room. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I think they win next week. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, there's a long winter wear. <laughs> yeah, I think it I'm not sure if we said this I'm not sure if I said this on the pod last week or if we said it off air. But yeah, it, it the one thing that concerns me about the Casemiro signing is that it is in the same mold of some of the other ones, like Varane and Sancho, and well, sorry, not Sancho, but Varane, Ronaldo, um, probably most notably recently, who were players who have a big price tag, have done it all, Matic, and are potentially yeah, you know, at the peak and and just dipping over it. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting to see how it works out. Yeah. On paper, it looks great, but on paper, a lot of signings that they made have looked great. True. So yeah, we'll touch on the Casemiro thing very soon uh, when we do our transfers. But um, also, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I agree about Bruno. You're not sure you agree about Bruno. I feel like it's just very hard with Bruno. I, I feel like it's hard to say that the Bruno that sorry the Bruno no. <laughs> the the Bruno transfer like hasn't worked. No, no in, I'm not saying it hasn't worked. Yeah. I'm just saying. 
I feel like he is a winner and I feel like he does have that about his game but I feel like just the team around him and I know that if you're a good player you bring everyone up but there's only so much one player can do and you, I, I feel like Bruno does work quite hard off the ball a lot of the time I don't know I don't know I'm, 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 I'm just I, not sure that I, 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 he's not a I'm, winner I'm going to move us on here because I, I disagree and I just, <laughs> I just we don't have enough time to dispute this but anyway um, one thing the last thing we'll say about where you in the argument <laughs> huh? <laughs> Nah, it's just I think Bruno picks and chooses when he wants to try. But anyway, that's that's another um, talk topic for another day. Um, the last thing I'll say is uh, Liverpool are in the injury crisis at Liverpool is definitely real. And I know Jurgen Klopp has said that if they need to pick, if the transfer needs to be the right type of player and stuff. But when you're missing Diogo Jota, Thiago, Keita, Kanate, Matip, and Fabinho's only just coming back, uh, and the Probably, and I think Oxide Chamberlain's also out. That's another depth piece. Um, you need to sign someone. Firmino's not performing like that. That's that's like four or five key players there, and some depth players. And you saw how 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 the squad like you, you like like Milner, Henderson, Harvey Elliott. That's not a midfield that that, that, that can be starting Premier League games, especially if you're going to try and challenge for the title yeah Elliot's gonna be good he's not there yet Milner should be a guy you bring off the bench for 20 minutes and Henderson needs better players around him yeah Henderson's good but yeah you could you, you, you need better players around him and and we saw how they they suffered so much when they had a few injuries I think it was the season before last um, yeah they definitely need a few more depth signings yeah uh, all right, next we've got... Uh, I've actually had the City game first, but I'm going to prioritise the other game over it. Uh, Chelsea smashed 3-0 by Leeds. Um, yeah, just like we touched on just before, uh, how quick how quickly things can change if you're a Chelsea fan. Yeah, yeah. And in the game as well, like, you know, they started quite strongly. Uh, Sterling had a few chances, one that... One that he missed narrowly, and then one that he scored and was disallowed, and then it was just all leads after that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it, could, it could have started differently for Chelsea, but yeah, once that first leads goal win goal went in, you were like, Ugh. and then once the second goal went in, you, you like, I never once even thought, oh, Chelsea, Chelsea can come back here. I think they just did, like it didn't look like they were gonna ever make a move to get back in the game. It was weird. Like, yeah, you did, you didn't see like the drive. Yeah, which is weird, and then yeah, obviously it went bad from bad to worse. Three 0 and the Koulibaly sending off. Um, I mean, credit to Leeds, phenomenal. Like harried them all day. They and like that goal where Brandon Aronson presses Mendy. I kind of felt that coming a little bit just because they're playing out from the back. Looked like it was almost successful a couple times with Chelsea, but it just looked dicey. It felt dicey, and then eventually, it's not the way I thought it was going to happen. A Mendy mistake. I thought they were maybe going to intercept a pass, but like playing out from the back got him and yeah yeah there was one in particular I think they were trying to play out down, down the left side but yeah it was just very close to looking really bad and they kind of got away with it once and then yeah but yeah I, I think uh, yeah like you say a lot of credit needs to go to Leeds especially like players like Brendan Aronson who we potentially gave a bit of a and hard Tyler time Adams, yeah. yeah Tyler Adams is class Brendan Aronson is just so lively and Rodrigo is just class. Yeah. yeah, just amazing. He's taken the captain's armband with full aplomb. Yeah, no, he's awesome. And um, yeah, Koulibaly losing his head. I'd like two pretty silly yellow cards and 
Yeah. The same foul twice. Like, yeah. Needless pullbacks. Yeah. And you can you can potentially understand on the first one, but not really. But the second one is unforgivable. Yeah. Like you just just stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing we pointed out, like before the game even kicked off, and we saw the formations, a midfield three, a midfield uh, three of Jorginho, uh, Mason Mount, and Conor Gallagher. That's not it. <laughs> That's not it. It's not particularly balanced. No, no. Gallagher evidently can't play as a number eight. He's a number ten. Uh, Jorginho is Kante next to him. Yeah, needs Kante next to him. Had, had got got absolutely rinsed three or four times by various Leeds players throughout the game. Yeah. Most notably, Brendan Aronson absolutely skinned him at some point. I don't know if it was first or second half. And yeah, Mason Mount is good, but was very quiet outside of one shot he had in the first half. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like Mountain Gallagher. Just getting those two into the same team is hard. They're mm. essentially the same player. Yeah, and I think I think Mount's probably just just on a bit of a better level, unfortunately for Gallagher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and it's it's interesting. You don't really see them going for players in the market that are kind of going to fill that gap either. Mm. Like they've got, they've got. Is Kante was he injured? Yeah, he was injured, and uh, they've still got Kovacic, but he didn't. He was. He apparently he's still injured as well. Yeah, but again, like I think they they need someone there as almost as much as they need someone to to score goals. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, we'll touch on some of the players that they're uh, looking to get to solve the scoring goals thing. But yeah, like they like you said, they they potentially were interested in Frankie De Jong, and that would be a good signing. But again. He is a different. Uh, 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 while I thought he was a, an eight, apparently his favorite position is a six. Uh, I think young, so that is potentially a, a thing. But then the, the talk on him has kind of gone quiet now. So who are they going to bring in? Because yeah, Jorginho. I've heard from a couple of Chelsea fans online. The general feeling is you never get a, like these days. You don't really get a full season out of Jorginho. So True. yeah, I mean, if not, they lose not, him. No, it's full, full season out of Kante. Sorry, Kante. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and. Well, We've spoken enough about how Jorginho is just not a good enough player to hold a midfield by himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, credit to Leeds and Chelsea in the mud. You love to see it. <laughs> Absolutely love to see it. Uh, Leeds have really like shocked us. Yeah, shocked us. <laughs> yeah. Done really well. You hate to see the Yanks doing well, but they've but done it. Credit to them. Actually, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I like Tyler. Uh, Brendan Aronson, I'm not so sure about. Just, just from a vibe. Like I like, I think he's a good player, but as a vibe, he gives me a kind of a Pulisic vibe. But Tyler Adams, I like. I like Tyler Adams. I think he's, you know, vibe wise. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's better than uh, Pulisic. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not that's not too hard to be to be fair. Yeah, Pulisic, and then oh, also Pulisic coming on meant I think that's probably the. I was just saying it has to be the first time in a long time that there was three different Americans on the pitch in a Premier League game. Oh, did, did Pulisic end up coming? Yeah, he came, came on for Chelsea in the second. I did nothing. No surprises there. Yeah. Also, Havertz was terrible. Last thing I'll say before we move on. Yeah. Absolutely woeful. Like, was the worst player on the pitch. Yeah, I think that's... A, I think when we, 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 we were watching that game, right? We watched it the first the half. The first half, half yeah. I think, yeah, we were saying, it. like, how, how long does a goal... I mean, a winning goal in a Champions League final carry you for? Like, it yeah. should carry you for a bit, to be fair. But... He just seems he just seemed off it and not miles off it, but he's just been off it for so long that it just kind of seems clear to me that he's not really he's yeah. not really up to it for a club like for a club like Chelsea. 
Yeah, and it's just like even little things that like, like last last week played amazing. Uh, the team the team played amazing against Spurs, but then he misses the absolute sitter. Yeah, and it's just like it's, it's not clicking right now. Yeah. Anyway, and if they get a nine, like a good goal scoring nine, where where where, where are you going to put habits? Really? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, moving on to the the game of the round and potentially the early con- early contender for game of the season. Uh, City 3, Newcastle 3. What a game that was. That was huge. Sensational was, football all round. I think, yeah, just every time you see that sort of atmosphere at St. James's Park, it just makes it just makes you happy. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, no. It was unreal. The noise, the fans, like that wall of black and white that Wilson like stands in front of when he scores. It's crazy. Um, and just yeah. the way they took it to City. They tore him apart for like 30 minutes in that first half. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's, there's so much to like about Newcastle. But I think, yeah, the response from Man City in the is second. just so impressive. Like, like they, ca- they came out down and then Trippier scores the free kick and then, like, just the feeling in that stadium to sort of r- come back from that and just be so professional and so clinical is, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva just putting on a clinic from minute one yeah as well just shows you like even Newcastle played almost a perfect game and still couldn't see it out couldn't see it out yeah but I do think they're coming for that top six maybe not this season but it's, it's gonna happen soon I reckon I, Newcastle have that feeling about them they've got a good core squad they make they look like they're gonna be making good signings Eddie Howe seems to be doing the business as a manager yeah, it's 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 got that feeling of inevitability that they're cracking that mold pretty soon. Yeah, I feel like a couple more signings. Where, where do you think? Where do you think they need to sign apart from striker? Well, yeah, striker first and foremost. Like we'll uh, allude, to, like we'll, um, sorry, we'll speak about later. I think um, they can always do a little bit better at central midfield. I feel like. Okay. Bruno Gimaraes and Joel Linton is good. I'm not sure if it's take them to the top six. Good. Yeah. And I think more wing depth. I reckon. Oh, and also, uh, Dan Byrne shouldn't be your starting left back. Yeah, yeah. He did. True. He did great. He did fine, but not if you're gonna push. Yeah, he's a good centre back. He's not. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's not a good left back. Yeah, wing depth because they've got. Who's on the other wing? Sam Maximan and Almiron. Almiron. Yeah, and like they've got like you know Matt Ritchie and one other two two other other couple. Is Almiron through the middle? I think he's, he he kind of like drifts. Okay, but he can he does. I think he plays. He starts through the middle and drifts out to the right. And but yeah, essentially they're only real out. They're they're only out and out quality. Like only they're only out and out top six quality winger is Sam Maximan. Yeah, who was incredible. Yeah, yeah, oh, phenomenal. The way he drives through the heart of the city defense before playing in the ball to Wilson for that goal was just yeah, phenomenal. Um, and yeah, the, the other. The other like notable player from the game was um, Nick Pope. Oh yeah, what a signing he's going to end up turning out to be. Yeah, yeah. Everyone talking about how good it is when Harlan runs inside and he's unstoppable on his left foot. Um, when he does get inside um, past the last defender, Pope Pope was up to it. Yeah, every time. And it's just, yeah, I think we also touched on it last week briefly, but like I think Pope was not necessarily underrated because he did win. He was named in the Premier League Team of the Year a couple of years ago, but I th- I do think as Burnley got worse, he was potentially underrated 
or not seen as like an elite level goalkeeper just because of you know Burnley would concede and would lose games but he uh, in a better team he is an elite level goalkeeper yeah he's got to be he's, he's, he's top 10 for sure for me yeah he's amazing I'm not sure what he's like with his feet I haven't really seen him mm, I guess maybe it's something that Eddie Howe's not committing overly much to but again and also we never would have got a chance to display that playing for Burnley yeah so we'll yeah. see he's full of surprises Pope yeah I reckon um, alright lastly close. before we get onto the transfers I want to just touch on both our teams um, we'll start with start with my boys uh, top of the league <laughs> first time I've said that in ages so I just want to enjoy it for one little second before it probably inevitably comes crashing down but to be fair looking at our run of games that are coming up it may not come crashing down I don't want to get too overly optimistic who's next we've got Fulham at home Aston Villa at home United away Everton at home Brentford away there's our next five like there's a few tricky ones in there there's for a few sure, tricky ones the, in the, there the next two the next two and you know if you if you do win the next two and you go into those trickier games with United Everton and Brentford you know you go in with, with a bit of momentum and yeah yeah they they look they look really good yeah they look really fucking good and like I know Bournemouth are not very good but and Leicester are not very good but we showed, we we did all right against a decent team in Palace, and admittedly on the open day. And you can only really beat beat what's in front of you. And yeah. we've, cons- we've yeah, three games, three wins. What is it like? Nine goals, two conceded. Uh, uh, it's enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I mean, Leicester's still a decent team. And wait, what was the score in that one? Four two. Yeah, no, that wasn't too. They didn't challenge you that much, actually, no. did they? No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, I think I think we said this last week, but yeah, they haven't come up against a really stern challenge yet. But and I don't think we will until probably United. But like you say, you're, I mean, you're still dispatched of Leicester, who yeah. aren't they're they're not you know they're not nothing. Yeah. And Bournemouth beat Aston Villa, so yeah, I don't know. I I, I think it's it's hard to read too much into Arsenal at the moment. Yeah. But like yeah, like I said, we're top of the league. Hasn't been, we haven't been top of the league for a long time. I think the last time we were top of the league was twenty sixteen. So, Woo. <laughs> I think I think the one thing that you can read into um, about Arsenal at the moment is just how good uh, Gabby Jesus is, oh, yeah. and like how much he has lifted the standard of the whole yeah. team. Winners signing winners, mate. Yeah, him and him and Zinchenko proven winners and they've come in and they've been amazing yeah yeah no uh yeah i think i think it was yeah it was for the first goal where he like he's shoulder to shoulder with someone cat rides the bump and takes the ball down and like first touch when it's dropped from, from like the ben White hospital pass yeah and then dribbles past like five players and then takes out another two with the pass and then sets up the goal yeah He's he's unbelievable. He's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. So yeah, uh, I'm enjoying life, and hopefully it continues. Uh, next, we've got Everton picking up their first point of the season away. Oh no, at home to Nottingham Forest. At home to Nottingham home Forest. To Forest. Uh, yeah. A bit dicey, but points on the board. Yeah, I think lo- looking at this one beforehand, um, it w- it was one that you know I think we've been maybe a little bit unlucky with the first two games. Like we played decently against Chelsea. We had a good like last twenty minutes against Aston Villa, um, but if you lose this one at home, then it starts to get panic stations, um, especially how we finished um, last season, and it almost was. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, we got the late equaliser. Jordan Pickford with an assist was pretty hectic. Apparently, it's the um, most assists by a goalkeeper uh, in, in the Premier League, like of, oh, really? of active goalkeepers at the moment. His his distribution is is up there with like like I heard the commentator said one. the commentator said that's a pass that like Edison and Man City would have been happy with, and damn right, yeah, it was good. It was a good finish. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know we, we we could have scored more goals, but Nottingham Forest were also good. Um, Gordon with a chance to win it. Yeah. yeah true yeah exactly but yeah i think I'm, I'm i'm not super disappointed with the result i think nottingham forest are on a bit of a roll as well like these teams who kind of come up from the championship and start playing well it is hard to curtail that especially early in the season so it's a decent result the two things i'll say for moving forward is um surely onana has to start over tom davies moving forward and I feel like the the need for a striker is is as urgent as it's ever been. Mm. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I I agree on both on on both points. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, I, Onana got his first start for the club midweek in the in the League Cup. Oh yeah, so he beat Fleetwood Town one 0 Yeah, Demari Gray Edge passed Fleetwood Town. Um, but yeah, we had we had a lot of young players in the squad, so that, that's that's a fine result as well. But yeah. I, th- I think we could probably be worth a few more goals if we did have someone who was half decent up front. Rondon played okay. Yeah. In that Nottingham Forest game. He played about as good as you can expect from someone who was signed from the Chinese league and is 33. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. His ceiling is only so high. Yeah. I mean, I mean we'll get onto it. There might be some money to spend, but yeah. I don't know who we're going to spend it on. Yeah. Well, speaking of getting onto it, uh, we will get onto the Everton stuff in just a second, but we'll start with United. Uh, here we go. Transfer roundup, weekly transfer roundup. Uh, Casemiro. See what you did there. Not intentional That's for painted. me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Casemiro to United for a rumoured 60 million. Ha- not hasn't been officially unveiled yet, but he was at Old Trafford holding the kit taking photos at Old Trafford so it's as official as unofficial can get I've seen him I've, I was just looking on Facebook before he, he was taking photos in all the different United kits and it's been posted on there it's been posted on United Instagram yeah oh so it is official on the Facebook yeah oh okay yeah. well it's official then it's just weird they didn't do like a big like announcement thing yeah, yeah. maybe because it was kind of ruined by how public everything was like his public press conference leaving Real Madrid and how he said I'm going to the biggest club in England and yeah yeah yeah, no, but yeah, it's 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 exactly what we've been talking about for the last uh, six months. Yeah, <laughs> longer, longer, even. longer. <laughs> longer. Uh, but yeah, like like the one player who wasn't still wasn't very good in that really good United performance was Scott McTominay. So you take him out and put Casemiro in, and all of a sudden that team that team's looking good. Yeah, exactly. Like it almost looked like they set up to get ready for. The, the eventual entry of, of Casemiro. So, yeah, it's it's great. I love yeah. it. And like like you've touched on earlier in the episode, it may be one of those signings that, you know, is downward trending. But it's like he is, again, like I said, a, pr- a proven winner. Uh, it, I don't actually think that's that much money in the grand scheme of things for a player of his calibre. Uh, not that it matters to United anyway. Uh, and, yeah, slots right into that midfield next to Christian Eriksen. Keeps... And those two can keep Fred and McTominay out of the team for, if you're a United fan, hopefully a long time. Yeah. If you're someone like me, not hopefully not too long. <laughs> hopefully they never play for the club again. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But yeah, you know, 
he's got a legacy as well that guy you know so hopefully that's motivation enough to to push yourself on mm. uh next for united is they are continuing to push for anthony the winger from ajax ajax have rejected a 70 million pound fee most recently as far as i know as they really want to keep the player but anthony uh, hasn't been training was left out of the squad um for their game on the weekend as he really is keen on the move so this feels kind of inevitable surely Ajax aren't going to keep him hostage yeah it seems like it um they're also they're also like giving enough money as well I think yeah. I, I think I think their most recent bid is like 85 million euros oh, okay and and the 80 million euro bid was was rejected um so yeah I mean, once the player is pushing for it, I, I yeah. really don't see much point. And apparently, they're they're on. lining up Ziyech as a replacement once yeah. he goes. So if every, like I know Ziyech is probably a downgrade on Anthony, but like it kind of fits. Ziyech will do fine in the Eredivisie. Yeah, and maybe even you can be like, if you really want to sweeten the deal, you can be like, oh yeah, we'll take Anthony and we'll give you you know sixty million plus Anthony Martial. Yeah, Anthony for Anthony. <laughs> I'd like to see Martial stay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, potentially you would, but like you know, just yeah, way to it, way to way to grease the wheel. You can have Scott McTominay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you Fred too. Yeah. Brazilian superstar. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, it, it, it'd be a great signing. Hopefully, it hopefully it comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, next. We'll talk about the Newcastle stuff in a second, but we might as well talk about the Everton stuff because we were just talking about that before. Uh, Everton have rejected a £60 million bid from Chelsea, the latest, for Anthony Gordon. Bit of an interesting one, this one, because while he is a good player, £60 million is a lot of money and Everton could use that money to invest in more pressing needs in the squad. Yeah, 100%. I feel like it's it, it's enough money for Anthony Gordon, but I think the... I suppose the sticking point potentially is the fact that it's so late in the window and they potentially don't have the contingency plans in place. Um, so, yeah, it, it's risky getting rid of one of the better forward players, um, attacking players in the squad, if you don't especially in a team that's struggling to score goals if you don't have a plan in place to, to replace him. Very true, very true. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this develops. I personally think 60 million is, is like, you definitely take that if, if, if you're Everton. I know there's a contingency plan, but um, for me, like, I don't, like, he may get better and be worth even more, but he also may not. Yeah. And I feel like his stock's pretty high right now and... Yeah, I'm not sure how high his ceiling is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I feel like you got to kind of cash in here. Watched him play a bit as well, and he's decent. But yeah, yeah. It's kind of like if he wasn't a player that played for your team, and you saw in like, and you saw in like a you know, a nice light. How much would you, if you like, imagine if he played for like you know, Bournemouth? Yeah. How much would you think he was worth? You know what I mean? Yeah. True. It's hard to take the, those sort of goggles off. Like, you know, I'm, I can't see Emil Smith-Rowe and be like, what if he played for Swansea? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially because he's... Yeah, because he's a local lad as well and like an academy player, so... Yeah. 
Tough anyway, one. But uh, I personally think Chelsea are going to... Todd Bolly seems to be throwing cash around like it's not going out of style. Yeah. So I personally think that's probably going to end up happening. You just pray that Everton have got the means to sign on someone else if they let him go. Yeah. Surely there's players out there as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to Newcastle. Uh, before... Yeah, anyway, back to Newcastle. Uh, so Newcastle have looked like they are in the final stages of securing the signing of striker Alexander Isak from Real Sociedad for a rumoured £70 million. Pounds, or €70 million, Euros, not sure. But... Um, good player, very good player. A lot of money though. <laughs> yeah, a lot it of money. It just seems like this market is just a bit, yeah, a bit cooked. And like I read that thing out to you off air again um, about the 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 top ten highest incoming transfer fees to the Premier League, and how all but one of them have been flops outside of Virgil Van Dijk. So and like all of them are sixty million plus. So it's risky spending that much money. And, and like, yes, he's got a lot of potential ceiling so high, but it, it cannot work out. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like I definitely agree. But on the other side of it, even though it is a big money signing, I feel like it's not like there's a huge pressure on, Ish- on Isak if he's coming in, into that squad because Callum Wilson is there already scoring goals. So it's, you know, it's a, you know, it can be a case of, you can start blooding him into the team and and slowly bring him in and building his confidence up Mm. as opposed to just being the 70 million pound signing, playing and being expected to score and potentially not working out. And that's when the pressure starts building. But but yeah, I I definitely agree that it's, it's a big price tag and, they really just don't work out all that often. Yeah. Especially, it sometimes seems that strikers don't really translate from the from the Spanish league as well. Like, it's mm. a very different kettle of fish being good in the Premier League. Yeah. So, yeah, like, agreed. Uh, and you just kind of hope that Newcastle just manage it well. Like, because, you know, there's always pressure on big money signings to start and play straight away. But hopefully, if, especially if Wilson's in form... He doesn't have to be starting straight away and they can ease him into the team to sort of set him up to because like we mentioned off air again <laughs> um their ch- career trajectories are somewhat are going to intersect at some point wilson's 30 31 is good right now and will be good for a couple more years but we'll be on the downward trend eventually isak is 22 and will be hitting his prime in a couple of years so hopefully their careers intersect at the perfect time for newcastle fans and then is that can be the future of the club from there? Yeah, and like compliment as well because Wilson's a very you know experienced striker that yeah. Isak can learn off. And yeah, and like and it also gives Eddie Howe the option to play two up top if he needs to. Yeah, I'm sure Eddie Howe has got multiple formations he wants to try out as as his team evolves. Um, he because he's he's in he's at Newcastle for the long haul. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and it seemed it just it just strikes me that decisions that Eddie Howe makes will be well thought out in, in terms of how he's going to fit in the trajectory like you say yeah I trust Eddie yeah me yeah. too me too big time uh, you got you got something I've got a few you got a few alright well these are some okay uh, so we'll, one more from me and then we'll get on to Willby's Whispers uh, so we've got Aston Villa are looking like they are quite interested in signing Ismail Lassar um, I think it's either been talks between the clubs or potentially the first the first round of bidding 
but yeah it looks like they're the most likely to um try and make that signing happen and yeah look i feel like villa need defensive shoring up more than they need goals but they need goals as well to be fair so they, mm. they need fixing all over the pitch to be honest if i'm honest yeah uh there's so problems there yeah so i mean it's my last quality would probably help we will definitely help them out you know put them on the other wing that leon bailey isn't on um yeah uh, I like that for them if they can do it. I mean, but yeah, they're in they're in big trouble at the moment. Yeah, I really like Ismail Assa. I, re- I reckon he'd be a good signing, but yeah, I feel like that that Carlos guy. I'm, I'm not convinced by him at all. You saw one game. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> no, fair enough. He showed me absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, whispers. <coughs> Uh, welcome back. <laughs> uh, United on the search for a potential, um, not replacement, but someone to challenge De Gea a little bit. Trap rejected United's offer, and apparently now they're looking for um, looking at Debravka from Newcastle. I'm not. I mean, he was good, but again, I feel like. We've spoken about a lot. De Gea with his feet, not very good. I've never seen Debravka play. Debravka's also like feet. 36, 37 as well. Mm. It just doesn't see. It doesn't seem like a great idea. No. Like you want someone who is, you know, maybe some slightly different skill sets to actually challenge De Gea in that in that sort of yeah being able to play out sort of sense. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how we'll see how that works out. So um, give me up on Yarm Summer as well, by the sound of it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen too much about that recently. Uh, Deli Ali has gone to where did he Bishitas. go? Bishitas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not sure he played the the amount of games to cost us the extra money. He didn't. I, I doubt so he did. it was a, it was he signed him for nothing and sent him on his way for nothing as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like we've spoken about in previous episodes, it's a bit sad. Yeah, it's a shame. But it didn't work out at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's good to move on. I also had Ziyech, but uh, yeah, I feel like that's that, that's a weird one as well. I feel like he's so good. I'm not yeah. sure why he's never really cracked it at Chelsea. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, every time I've oh, not every time but like I feel like every second time I see him play he's like whipping out a worldie into the top bin into the top bin do you think it's a system thing because he's like a he's a winger yeah he's not an inside forward in terms of you know that front three that yeah is, is in that system I think it definitely could be a system thing uh, I also feel like yeah Thomas it's not it's not the first player that hasn't worked on the Thomas Tuchel system mm. uh, you know Timo Werner Kai Havertz from Lukaku James yeah. the edge so yeah, I think he'll probably do fine when he go back goes back to Ajax because he was killing it before he went. Yeah. Um. And I, yeah. And like Timo Werner went back to Leipzig, scored two, scored what three goals in two games. Romelu Lukaku went back to Inter, scoring goals straight away. So mm. could see. And, and like I'm not saying that Thomas Tuchel is a bad manager, but like at what point is it like, like how many players leaving to go back to the clubs that you that you bought them for and succeeding again? Does it be like kind of show that either the recruiting for your system isn't good, or your system doesn't get the best out of really good players? Yeah, or you need to accommodate players that you spend that much money on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because something I forgot to touch on completely when we were talking about the Chelsea Leeds game is how bloody delusional was Thomas Tuchel in that post-match press conference? Ah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I, How can you possibly think your team was the better team? Yeah. And I think it's one thing to be adamant that your team was played well when they didn't. But it's another thing to have a go at Leeds' performance. Oh, did he? I didn't hear that. No, bit. he was just like... You know that their leads and they're going to play the way that they're going to play the way they're going to play. You know they scored from a set piece and then the other one was just a bit like whatever. And it's just like I don't know. They played good brand of football the whole game. They exactly. pressed. They pressed high up the pitch. They played the ball around really nicely. They rinsed your. They were all over your midfield. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I'm done. Stupid. Anyway, he's a delusional. Back to the wisps. <laughs> um. Hudson Adoy potentially going to Leverkusen on loan. I like that for him. I yep. like that for him. He's he's uh, again another player who deserves to be playing for Chelsea. But whether it's system because he's not a wing back, he's a winger. Yeah, exactly. And he's not an inside forward. So like again, yeah. I mean, there was I think there was like a brief rumor that like last year that we were potentially in for him on loan. I would have taken him then, and, and I would still take him now. But he would light up the Bundesliga. Yeah, Hudson Adoy. Yeah, he'd absolutely kill it. Um, Apparently he turned down two Premier League clubs for that. For Hudson Odoi, turned down two Premier League clubs to go to join Leverkusen. Oh really? Yeah, that's hectic. Just really wants to go light up the Bundesliga. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maitland Niles. Apparently, I've just seen this recently. Southampton on loan. Yeah, I think if we can get him out the door, we should get him out the door. He's clearly not in the plans, um, yeah. and he's been given enough chances to be in the plans. Um, and yeah, it's like I think he's—I rate him as it for a mid-table Premier League team, but I don't. He's not clearly not good enough for us. So, yeah, I think yeah, where Arsenal want to go, he's probably not. He's not up to it. And the last one, uh, Kazawa, PSG potentially to Fulham. Fulham. Yeah. Who have they got at left back now? I don't even know. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Good signing. Um, all right. That's well, whispers. That was that was good whispers too. All right, last few things that I've got before we uh sign off. Uh Nicolas Pepe is looking to almost be confirmed on loan back to Nice. Apparently, uh I'm not sure how true this is, but um a friend of the show, Rezik, linked it to the soccer Instagram chat, which says that he, he, he less offered to pay his full wage uh, to sign him on loan, uh, but he in, turned that down and instead Nice are only playing the majority of his wage to go back to the French League. And well, Wait, that, Leicester, did you say? Huh? Leicester. Leicester, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and well, like, yeah, that kind of sucks that we're, they were, not, they were still paying some of his wage. If he wants to go back to the French League where he's killed it in the past, who are we to stop yeah. him? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's a bit of a sad one because I know he hasn't lived up to the like the, the price tag or whatever, but like even on Arsenal Reddit in the past few days, there's been like video compilations of the goals he scored. He when he was on, he was fucking good. Like yeah. he scored some absolutely insane goals for us. It's just it's just too sporadic. Yeah, I think it comes back and potentially even you know it's it's not exactly like it, but it's a little bit potentially like the uh the Aubameyang situation where maybe his attitude isn't really what Arteta's like, demanding I feel like his attitude isn't bad um I, th- I think it's just he, he's, his play style just doesn't suit the way we play he's not he doesn't seem because we signed him from Lille who were a counter-attacking at speed team so it's like get let ball in front of him and go possession-based teams like us where he is he's, he's, he's a lot more 
sort of stagnant on the ball at times and it's sort of slow build up switching side to side doesn't really seem to be his game because yeah. I feel like he's been the consummate professional the entire time he's been with us never like kicked up a fast or anything um, but yeah he, I just I just don't think the play styles mesh true true but yeah, I don't, I obviously, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But yeah, it's, it's just a shame because, yeah, when, when he was on, he was definitely one of my most fun players. Players I had the most fun watching. Yeah. But he wasn't on enough. So that's, yeah. that's, that's what it is. Uh, next, we have Leicester rejected a 70 million, or I think, I think that's the most recent, they've rejected a 70 million bid for Wesley Fofana from Chelsea. They've rejected that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um. Again, this one is another one where it seems like the player wants to leave. Um, you can't really hold him hostage, but they've rejected seventy million. Also, seventy million is just so much money for a guy who was out injured almost all of last year. Like, I know he is good and he will be very good, you know, but it's so much money. Yeah, it's weird they rejected it because I, I I thought they were kind of resigned to, to him leaving because he was he I think he was at the game at the King Power on the weekend. Not and injured, just yeah. sitting in the just sitting in the stands. Yeah, he was, and then, but then Brendan Rodgers has come out and said he's not leaving. Madison's not leaving, and right. Tielemans is not leaving. Uh, so like Leicester want to keep hold of all these players, but like Fafana wants to play Champions League. You know, yeah, I don't know. It's a sticky one, but Chelsea gonna have to cough up extra probably 10 million I reckon if they want to sign him but again making the most expensive defender in Premier League history yeah Leicester just must be looking at the way Chelsea have been spending and just think that you know we can we can really rinse these guys yeah well yeah if, if they if they cough up 80 million for him 60 million for Gordon uh, they will have spent two no yeah no 200 million on Gordon Cucurella and Fofana 200 million on Gordon, Cucurella, and Fafana. <laughs> listen to those three names and 200 million. It's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. 200 million should get you so much more than Gordon, Cucurella, and, and, and Fafana. And that's no disrespect to any of those three players, but let's be real. Yeah, no, it's just it's just real. <laughs> and they're not going to get you anywhere in the Champions League. Yeah, and then if they spend an extra 20 million on Aubameyang, and it's like, okay, Fafana improves the team because it means he slots in at centre-back and Reece James can play where he's supposed to play, which is right-back or right-wing-back. The other three, I don't. Kukurea's not a better left back than Chilwell. Cook Gordon, I don't think immediately improves that team. No, he can do maybe in time. And Abamyang doesn't improve that team. So, I really don't see Anthony Gordon slotting into that team well. I don't. I really don't see that at all. Yeah. So very, very weird. Very weird. Um, but Todd Bowley is playing Monopoly right now. So. <laughs> It's just weird. It seems like he's trying to, like, almost trying to too hard to do what Abramovich, Abramovich yeah. did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and he's not doing it in the right way either. Like, look at the players Abramovich has signed over the years. Like, fucking superstars. Surely, sometimes you know. Surely, sometime Abramovich said no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, and lastly, I've got uh, before we. Uh, wrap things up is Morgan Gibbs something that happened like just after we posted the episode last week Morgan Gibbs White to Nottingham Forest for 40 million pounds ludicrous yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah I mean I, I honestly don't know much about the player at all but I mean he's a big price he was on loan all last season I'm pretty sure at championship level 
Yeah. And he's come back and has played, I assume he played decently well first game um, and they lost to Leeds and then he, he head-butted butted heads with Mitrovic in the second game when they drew to Fulham. Yeah. And then he signed for Forrest for 40 million. Like, that's as much as about, as about as much as I know about him and it doesn't seem like a player who's worth 40 million. I remember there was one moment in the Everton game where he, I don't know, he, he looked a bit, you know. Decent. He looked lively. Yeah, he like, <laughs> he like, he like sort of drifted in and down the left channel. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, yeah, I don't know whether, well, if Gordon's gone for 60 million, then, <laughs> yeah. What a crazy world we live in. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, finally, just before we exit, uh, I just want to... I had a shocking week in fantasy. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, before we get into fantasy, quickly need to check, uh, are there any games we need to predict this weekend? Well, Southampton, did we already... Pre- I know? said they'd win. You said that you could see him. It's easy seeing him lose, but you didn't actually give a prediction. 5-0 Southampton <laughs> uh, I'm going to go like 2-1 to United I reckon they'll concede but I reckon they'll edge it I'll say one nil Southampton <laughs> uh, and there actually isn't too many big games uh, on, on the on the slate this weekend I mean there's like City there's like City Palace but Let's do our teams then. How do you see Arsenal going against Fulham? I reckon we beat them. Uh, I'm confident. Fulham have looked decent, but we've also looked better, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, and like, yeah, I reckon we win. So, uh, just 2-0, uh, probably. Yeah, I reckon a couple past them. Um, I see... Who have you guys? You guys got... We're, we're Brentford. Yeah. Away. Their favourites. Um... I, I get the feeling we're going to lose, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the boys and say two uh, one Everton. Two one Everton. I'm gonna go for a draw. Uh, I think Brentford have been hot, but I feel like they're also a team that can be a little bit up and down, and they also showed in 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 the span of ninety minutes how they can be up and down against Fulham. They let Fulham out to a 2-0 lead came back very well to get back to 2-0 and then conceded like a great header for Mitrovic but admittedly it's a soft goal to concede yeah cross into the box and he just climbers all over that defender yeah um, Everton don't have a player like Mitrovic at the moment but I think I can see this being like a one all. yeah yeah I think I reckon Ivan Tony's going to score again dude's in dude's in hot form all right. Um, so, lastly, uh, for fantasy, we have uh, Dean Macrianus. Uh, congratulations, and, Dean. And, and I'm not going to lie, second week in a row, person I don't know, but <laughs> congratulations to you. You got 59 points around uh, 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 high uh, this season. I had 51, close behind. And the league current, the league standings currently, uh, I've moved up into fourth. Bless. And you stayed even in sixth. I'm stuck at six. Oh, so I'm mid-table. That's not too yeah, bad. Yeah, you're only 10 points behind me. So so who who Dean have that got points? He had... Salah. He had big big Salah, but I also had Salah. So yeah, I also had Salah. He had Tony. He had, oh, he had Perisic at left back. Yeah, that's where the points... Uh, the, true. Yeah, big points. Very nicely done. Yeah. Low-scoring week for most people, with 59 being the highest. 
Um, but yeah. And Ollie Patton's still 12th. Still 12th. Had a better week this week than the 20-something he had last week. And he's finally cracked 100 points three rounds in. He's coming back. Oh, he had cooler Bali. Yeah. That's tough. That's, that's rough. Tough. That's tough. So, yeah. Uh, onwards and upwards in the fantasy league. <laughs> As always, though, that will bring our recording to a close. Oof, it's been a long one. <laughs> um, as always, if you liked what you heard, uh, follow us on Spotify. Give us a five-star rating. <laughs> Instagram. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, drop a like and a comment. <laughs> and uh, if you see me in Wilbur out in public, say nice podcast. <laughs> uh, if you've made it this far. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week after what will be another... Oh, actually midweek games next week. So we'll have to f- factor that in. We'll shoehorn it in. Yeah, we'll shoehorn it in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as always, uh, I've been... Well, I almost said I've been Wilby. I've been Woodson. He's been Wilby. <laughs> I've been Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next week. <laughs>